0: Hey, it's February 15th, 2023. I am at Joel Pearl. Grab your pen and paper. It is time for the run sheet. It's the news edition. So clearly we're going to talk about a few articles that have kind of piqued our interest. Who is we? You know who I am. And as always, you know who she is. Her name is Ella J. Ella, how are you?
1: I'm fantastic, Joel. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Coming off of a really exciting weekend where I... Didn't do much and there wasn't much reference. So clearly, <laughs> well, it was great.
1: That's going to pale in comparison to the weekend you have coming up, Joel.
0: Let me tell you after we wrap doing this show, I edit everything, I upload it for our listeners, and then tonight I got to watch Dynamite. I got to be in bed at 10 p.m. Eastern. I got to wake up at 4 a.m. I got to mm-hmm. get to the airport by 6 a.m. for a 7 a.m. flight. Oh boy, how am I going to spend my Thursday? I don't know. But keep an eye out, because my socials will have more.
1: Mm. Yeah, you'll be at a, a little pay-per-view called Elimination Chamber.
0: Yeah, there's going to be a, a really fun press junket on Friday. Uh, Sami mm-hmm. Zayn's supposed to be there, so I'm excited to talk to him, along with a bunch of other people that are uh, scheduled. But of course, as they say in the wrestling world, card is subject to subject
1: change. To change.
0: <laughs> but uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's been a, a really fun process uh, talking to WWE PR and just kind of like getting an idea of what's going to be in my first uh, my first official WWE press experience. Uh, I know you had yours at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm actually and- shocked that I got mine before the seasoned veteran Joel Pearl. Hmm. But I'm, I'm I'm excited for you, though. There'll be a lot of good people there, it seems. It was a fun experience. And then once you kind of get your foot in the door, you know, it's a good experience. You got this, friend.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I will say this. The reason why, and I know some <laughs> people some people might be shocked to find out that, yes, this is my first time doing an official WWE press trumpet. I have said for many years that I had zero interest meeting wrestlers. I always just wanted to be talking about them and talking about not, not about them, but about the TV and about the creative side of wrestling. I never really you know, I never really thought that I would enjoy standing and interviewing and talking to wrestlers. One-on-one turns out I was wrong. Turns out I'm actually okay at it. So mm-hmm. here I am doing this thing uh, at the elimination chamber this weekend. So it'll be a good time. I'm looking forward to it.
1: You'll have a lot of fun. I'm really excited for the pay-per-view. I know of course, we'll definitely talk more of it on our Saturday edition as you'll kind of be on site for it. Uh, but you'll have a lot of fun. You'll have to tell us all about it next week.
0: I will. And by the way, I've been receiving some messages, Ella. People are, the the streets are saying they're missing food takes.
1: Oh, are they now? We I know. I, you know, I'm. I know someone who isn't going to like this food take, but you know, I stand. I know I'm not alone in it. In fact, I mean, I will say this one I think is better. It's gotten a better response than my macaroni and cheese food take. <laughs> but you know how I mentioned like there's two things that I kind of live off of. One of them is cheese. The other is chocolate. However, chocolate should never, ever ever go with mint whether that be an ice cream or york peppermint patties i was never you know i used to be ironically i used to be a girl scout a lot of the people's like the thin mints i don't you know i love chocolate chocolate does not belong with uh mint or coconut anything else i will eat chocolate wise to be honest
0: coconut i understand i'm not gonna fight you on that no, but almond my-
1: joys and mounds not for me also anything with mint you know mint Mint does not belong with chocolate, in my opinion. You know, that's toothpaste. That's gum. Anything else, like, I love mint. Like, anything else, I'm good with mint, just not in chocolate or ice cream. Anything else, mint-wise, I'm good with. Just don't mix it with my chocolate
0: or ice cream. In the words of Kramer, it's a junior mint. They're no. very oh, refreshing. Gosh, no, no, no. <laughs> I can't believe you ca- Oh my god. No, junior mint, mint chip is something no. that I consider the fallback flavor. It is the flavor of ice cream that you only get when your favorite ice cream is not available where you're getting your ice cream. So you get mint chocolate chip because it makes everybody no, happy. I don't but apparently like, I just, you.
1: No, no, not me. I know um Maggie of Fightful will back me up on that. I, I I know more people support this take than my macaroni and cheese take. So I feel good about that. But yeah, I am I'm a chocolate person. Just don't give me anything with coconut or mint and I'm good. I'm good. Our,
0: our British listeners are shaking their heads and being like, she needs to try an after eight. That's all you need.
1: <sighs> I don't know what that is, but I probably won't like it.
0: <laughs> it's it's a an exterior of chocolate with an interior of like a creamy mint. Crème de mint. It's so good.
1: No. <sighs> yes, There's just things that like, just don't go together. I just can't.
0: I can't believe this is how we start these shows. I, I mean, you this.
1: asked for I it. Did. You prompted it to be fair.
0: I know. And I, I don't regret it, but I also regret <laughs> it. I Don't. No. I why.
1: don't apologize for this one.
0: That's fine. You think Jay White's going to apologize for seemingly bidding goodbye to New Japan Pro Wrestling?
1: No. You know, it seems like he's setting himself up on a track to do what's next. Hashtag peace. Uh, hashtag switchblade era. <laughs> the,
0: uh, the US of Jay is certainly poised to take over the uh, the American side of things. Some people think he might stick around or think that he should stick around. Kevin Kelly said that recently in an interview. Uh, what do you think? Jay White is, you know, potentially leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling. Had a match against Hikaleo this past mm-hmm. week where he lost a farewell match. It was basically a loser leaves Japan match. Uh, and, you know, this is this is a, possib- a possibility after so long that Jay White continues uh, his his ascension up the pro wrestling royalty chain.
1: You know, he said, too, that, you know, he's obviously done with like New Japan as a whole, but he says he may be done here in Japan, but New Japan Strong, which is kind of New Japan's North American subsidiary. That's not ruled out just yet, you know, so it's kind of leading to speculation. You know, he may be done with New Japan as a whole. But kind of New Japan has ventures in the States, so he might just be moving stateside and just relegating his home now. But he's done in Japan, um, as it seems, and there's obviously been speculation if, you know, he could join WWE. We don't know, but he is seemingly done with New Japan, at least in on the grounds of Japan Not ruling anything out yet, it's kind of unclear, but yeah, seemingly he said peace hashtag switchblade era. So we don't know what his next move is going to be, it could be in a lot of other directions. But a lot of eyes are on Jay White right now, just like, um, you know, just like a bunch of free agents right now,
0: yeah, that's true. And you know what? A lot of eyes are on Saturday for not just the Elimination Mm -hmm. Chamber, but also for the battle in the valley show yes. that new japan pro wrestling's putting on and while jay white's going to be in a match at battle in the valley on saturday in san jose someone else is going to be in a match for the <laughs> iwgp women's championship it's gonna be Kyrie, the champion taking on mercedes monet and it seems like mercedes monet once she found out about this impact new japan multiverse show happening at the end of march she uh Got some ideas about a dream match you'd like to have. You wrote this article for SE Scoops. So you tell me about what Mercedes-Money wants.
1: You know, even before New Japan, you know, back when they were in WWE together, there was one match that Mercedes-Money, a.k.a. Sasha Banks, had wanted for a long time. You know, they had teamed together in six-woman tags or two-on-two, but never before have they met one-on-one until possibly now obviously with the announcement of the multiverse united between impact and new japan there's been a lot of speculation because the press release said, plus the addition of many knockouts will be featured on it. So a lot of people quickly pointed out, you know, Mercedes Money has this IWGP Women's Championship match. You know, whether she loses or not, she has multiple dates lined up for New Japan. So she's definitely one of the faces besides Kyrie right now for the New Japan Women's Division. But on the knockout side, an interesting, you know, uh, option has emerged in the form of Mickey James. Like I said, the two have crossed in like multi-woman matches in WWE, but they've never gone one-on-one before. And Mercedes, Sasha has been literally speaking this into the universe for years. And now a lot of people are hoping that it happens, especially if there's going to be probably limited knockouts, limited maybe one or two women's matches on this card. A lot of people are hoping for Mickey James versus Mercedes money, and it seems that Mercedes wants Mickey too, as she posted on her Instagram story over the weekend. a fan had posted a photo of them saying, "We need this dream match and then Mercedes reposted it to her Instagram story with herself, besides Mickey James, seemingly teasing this matchup now like like I mentioned it's long it's long from confirmed, but mickey james you know was like "Ooh, the possibilities upon the announcement of the multiverse united show so you know this dream affair might not be a dream for much longer
0: there are so many women across the knockouts division who could line up and challenge mercedes money is mickey james Mm -hmm. really the best choice and i say that with ultimate Mm -hmm. respect she she is a she's knockouts women's champion as of right now. There are other women who fly the impact flag mm-hmm. equally as tall as Mickey James does. Who else would would do really well against Mercedes? Because keep in mind, we also have, and, and of course, the titles bear nothing to the to the matchup and who's gonna face who at uh, multiverse united, but let's just say Let's say Mercedes wins the IWGP Women's Championship at Battle in the Valley. Let's say Mickey, she has two major title defenses before Multiverse United. Let's say she drops a championship, and, and let's say Impact New Japan say we're going to do champion versus champion. Mm. There are a few women there, including Jordan Grace, Masha Slamovich. Hell, let's say Diana Perrazzo. There's another yeah. person you can throw in there. Who else fits the mold? And would you even want to see it as a champion versus champion match? No title on the line, just uh, mm-hmm. two champions going at it.
1: I, For some reason, I don't foresee it. I don't think that even if it was champion versus champion, it would be title versus title. Um, but I don't foresee them going the route of champion versus champion. Because even if the titles aren't on the line, you kind of want to make both of your champions emerge strong in that matchup. Um, So I would think if they're going to book both champions, I think their champions would be in separate matches, whether that be assuming again, whoever the IWGP women's champion, I don't think that they will be facing the knockouts champion at multiverse now. Again, Mickey James has to get through Masha Slamovich. If she gets through Masha, then she has the rematch against Jordan, most likely at Sacrifice, which is the week before Multiverse. So there's some hurdles in there. So Mickey James has to plow through a few hurdles even to even get to multiverse with the championship. But I do think, you know, Deanna Perazzo versus Mercedes Money, there's a lot of potential there for it. I think, um, I think. I think we'll know more. I think I'll have a better answer after no surrender because if Masha Slamovich loses against Mickey James, I think Masha Slamovich is going to go away for a bit because that would be kind of her third big loss as of late. And I think that she would take the time to kind of refocus and recenter herself after that devastating loss for the third time for the knockouts championship. So I think Masha would be out of the picture for a bit. Like I said, I think I'll know more after no surrender, but I think Diana versus Mick uh, Diana versus Mercedes would be another viable option. But then also who goes against Kyrie then potentially it could be Mickey. Um, but again, I don't think it'll be champion versus champion titles on the line or not at multiverse. I think they would put them in separate matches to kind of protect them.
0: I'm going to throw a name at you for who could face Kyrie <clears throat> championship or not Giselle Shaw. Yes. I think they would match up well. I think Giselle Shaw is currently on the upswing with Impact. Clearly, she's on almost every episode and major event Impact puts so on. And uh, it's something that would be well-deserved well, well deserved on on Giselle Shaw's part, in my opinion.
1: Or does it... No, I don't think they would throw a tag match together because Mercedes kind of just attacked Kyrie out of the gate. So I don't think a tag match would be in fruition even. Um, I mean, I would really love to see Killer Kelly get in there, too, if they can build her up somehow to go. You know, she has those ties to Japan, Killer Kelly. So I would, I mean, Masha versus Kyrie would be good, too. Obviously, Masha was in Japan for a while or Killer Kelly versus uh, Kyrie would be good, too, I think.
0: I still have a feeling that they're going to run some sort of battle royal with women from Maybe. Stardom and from Impact with mm. the winner getting either a knockouts or Mm -hmm. IWGP women's championship match somewhere down the line. I don't know where, I don't know when, I don't know which title, but it just feels to me like they're going to run some sort of championship battle royale.
1: I like that idea. You know, they said, they did say that they were going to feature most of the knockouts. So that would be a way to feature most of them for sure.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's just a... that's kind of where my brain is. There's a lot of opportunity there, but uh, we'll, we'll see what they do. You know, Taya,
1: I mean, I know Taya is kind of caught up in the tag title division, but Taya versus Mercedes would be good, too, because of obviously Mercedes has some Lucha Uh, in her you know Eddie Guerrero is a big inspiration of hers Taya Valkyrie is you know pretty synonymous with a lot of Lucha stuff going on right now and as the AAA Reina Day Reina's champion too but I don't foresee them going that route because she's kind of hung up in the tag title division right now.
0: But But for how long?
1: It's true I mean they do have that match coming up next weekend against the Hex so it's possible they drop them I don't know
0: well, we're gonna find out. That's gonna be uh, there's a lot of a lot of impact to talk about, especially with uh, with this upcoming Multiverse United match uh, show. I should say, I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to the return of Ring of Honor. It sounds like they're finally getting their 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 sights back on March 2nd. Tony Khan was on Busted Open Radio and then later confirmed to Sports Illustrated that there will be new weekly TV on Honor Club premiering thursday march the 2nd uh it i guess it's going to start at 10 p.m they haven't provided a start time Mm. but you know it would dictate that thursdays after impact wrestling goes off the air because here Mm. here we are talking about impact uh the lead into ring of honor tv there it is what do you think this is a pretty big opportunity for ring of honor to get started again this is an opportunity for tony khan Mm -hmm. to uh to to flex a different type of creative muscle with a different set of roster members. Uh, What's your overall feeling about this? I
1: think it's about damn time. (laughs) It's what it is. Granted, granted, you know, honor club kind of just came back not too long ago. You know, they kind of rebooted that to make it available and accessible. Um, But yeah, it's going to be, I mean, he's balancing their, their tapings of the 25th and 26th at universal, um, which is also where they tape their AEW dark taping sometimes. Um, So it's good that, you know, A lot of people were maybe hoping for a TV deal, you know, on cable for Ring of Honor. But this is a start, you know, it was a start. It was a whole thing just getting Honor Club back up and running. So this is a good sign of maybe eventually down the line after they get themselves stabilized and get a consistent Ring of Honor product that goes beyond the AEW scope. Um this is a good step for it um, to hopefully to be able to get to that cable deal that a lot of us are hoping, but it's a good step that they're actually recording content that is going to be exclusively on ring of honor and not just random ring of honor people fighting
0: on AEW. you know
1: what? You have a problem with
0: the ring of honor rampage. Come on. (laughs) Everyone loved those episodes. I know. I, I listen, I'm happy and I'm glad that we're finally moving forward with Ring of Honor TV, and it's finally coming back. I'm hoping that they establish the roster, as in like who's officially part of it, yeah. who's officially going to be on it. Because we do see a lot of crossover, we see a lot of you know guests brought in once in a while, and that's <clears> fine. <throat> but I'm hoping that when they do these first tapings on the February 25th and 26th, the Universal in Orlando, where they've been taping e- AEW Dark as well, mm-hmm. um, I'm hoping that they're going to introduce the crowd to the members of the roster. Maybe honestly off air you can bring them all out in a big lineup and just say, "Hey, here they are. This is your Ring of Honor roster. Get excited. This these are the people who will perform for you tonight."
1: The lines are a little bit blurred though because you have people like Samoa Joe who has an AEW and a Ring of Honor title right now currently, I believe. Um and then you have people like 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 I mean like your Ring of Honor World Champion, what, Claudio right now? Um and for then now. you have Yes, and then you have Yuda. I mean, they're both part of uh, BCC, but they're BCC is also a, a big part of AEW. So the lines are going to blur a little bit, you know. Um, actually, a lot right now. But and, and
0: um, I don't, I don't. Okay, I don't mind that the lines are going to blur a little mm-hmm. bit. My point is, you have some talent that are exclusive to Ring of yes. Honor. So maybe let's establish to the crowd who those people are. Those who are champions and floating between AEW and Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. they're already known, right? People know Claudio. People know Wheeler. Mm-hmm. People know Samoa Joe. They, they know where they come from. They know where they're working. That's not the problem. I'm worried. Not worried. I, I think about the... Um, Shane Taylor,
1: uh, Shane Mark Taylor, Briscoe, um, and The, righteous. And the yeah, righteous. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think about those, those people and where they fit into the Ring of Honor tapings yeah. and making sure that people know who they are and what they're doing and why they're there. True. But. Um,
1: Yeah. And I mean, I'm hoping, you know, there hasn't been much build really in the women's division now with Athena as champ. Um, So I'm hoping that they, that's a focus for them too, that they're going to grow. Um, the women's division. I mean, I know she's out right now because she's recovering from surgery, but once like kind of Maria Kanellis is back, I mean, Tony Khan, you have somebody who knows that division, um, and is able to help you build it. So I would, you know, maybe lean on some people that are been in Ring of Honor before, Mr. Khan. Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, we can move on from using AW Dark <laughs> as the Ring of Honor springboard. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Speaking of springboards, let's talk about Mountain Dew Pitch Black. We found (laughs) out through Adweek how that deal came together. I love this, by the way. Um, It's not a long article. It's on Adweek. And uh, I I just – I didn't expect this Pepsi-Mountain Dew partnership with WWE to go all the way back to like – what was it? 2021. July
1: of 2021.
0: That's insane. It was all, you know, Bray Wyatt comes back. Pepsi's like, we want to work with you on bringing back pitch black and do a match. And then they came together and they thought up all these things. They had Craig Stimmel, who was with, uh, uh, was he with, with Pepsi at the time? And uh, you had, yeah, you had Triple H and they're just like, what do we do? And they decided glow in the dark paint, LED illuminated and paint chips everywhere. Did you get a chance to read this article? Because this is absolutely wild the way they put it together. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, they were smart to, because I saw two on cage match. They were testing out pitch black matches leading up to the rumble. And even after, I th- believe the next day or the weekend after they had a live event where they had another pitch black match. I think that was smart to kind of use their live events. house shows as kind of the testing grounds for this to see what works and what doesn't. Because they're bringing in this whole new element of like these neon lights and all these different colors colors um so yeah i mean actually i realize it says that it had been almost a year that they had kind of conceptualized the idea bray Wyatt had left in july 2021 by the way just for a note but basically they they were working on this for almost a year and you know i think it could have been it was a cool concept in theory obviously the the delivery with anything new is kind of a trial and process um trial and error kind of thing um i think the you know it looked cool but obviously the delivery of it was a whole other conversation
0: um. Something I love in this article <laughs> is when they bring up Cody Rhodes. Yes. Because, of course, you got to bring up Cody Rhodes. They talk about how during the post-match press conference, Cody comes out, people have seen this already, pulls out of Mountain Dew Pitch Black, takes a swig, says, got to be honest, guys, this is great stuff. I haven't had sugar in three months because I tore my pec muscle. And then talks about his bus driver seeing ads for Mountain Dew mm-hmm. and craving a Pitch Black. Uh, th- it's so... <laughs> It's so silly. It's so stupid. I still haven't
1: tried it and I wanted to try it, but I still haven't gotten to try the pitch black Mountain Dew.
0: I can't find it anywhere. We did a watch along for the Royal rumble this year Mm -hmm. over on Bible over books and everyone had the pitch black except for me. Uh, And yeah, it was an experience. Some people liked it. Some people did not.
1: See, I don't even know what it, I don't even know what it tastes like. So I I mean, I've been wanting it. Maybe I'll just have to special order it, but they call it
0: dark citrus.
1: I like citrus. Citrus is like my favorite like flavor. Interesting.
0: I, I'm I love it. it. the The final quote, "It speaks to powerful brands and our talent," said Craig Stimmel. Cody Rhodes was not involved. He wasn't being paid by Mountain Dew, and he's not involved with anything that we're doing. But when you have a big brand like that, he's drawn to it. It's not like Mountain Dew pitchback was literally everywhere on mm-hmm. the dais at that Royal Rumble post press conference.
1: <laughs> I mean, true. Everything like on the banners, there was literally pitch, like two or three pitch black bottles just sitting there. I'm surprised triple H didn't take a swig on it. Um, but obviously they put it over, but it was cool to see somebody taste it for the first time. I haven't tried it yet. So yeah.
0: triple H probably season is like, it's probably going to kill me. I shouldn't maybe, have any.
1: Maybe, maybe fair.
0: Uh, it's bad for my heart. And then he just gets away with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, let's, let's move on. Uh, Ginny spoke to ring the bell in a very, 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 very good interview uh, talking about her retirement and possible last match. Uh, Ginny was on my mind for a long time once her, her husband or her long-term partner, Gunter, moved to the United States and she followed suit. Uh, talking about this article, this is one that uh, definitely brings a lot of eyes to Ginny and possibly coming back one more time.
1: Yeah, so I mean, like like we mentioned, too, obviously with the disbanding of NXT UK, you know, a lot of people had gotten released. You know, Ginny wasn't really it wasn't public that she was released right away. It wasn't until she really, we noticed until she got moved to the alumni page for WWE that kind of concerns were raised. And then obviously later on, she announced that she would be retiring from professional wrestling due to a lot of uh, lingering injuries. And so she said, I was injured. So my main priority and works main priorities as always was to get better, you know? Um, So obviously after they moved, you know um, she says, but they shouldn't have, basically she wanted to focus on uh, the next stage of her life and kind of get healthy. Um, So she's been out with injury. I don't exactly know what kind of injury it is, to be honest. She did have a concussion, um, and she didn't want to risk. She didn't want to risk another one. So she said, "Unfortunately, I took quite a few blows to the head, and it was the worst one I ever had." So she said, "If I get hit again, it's like, is is it even going to take longer to heal?" So she said she had to be smart about it and kind of, in regards to a a proper retirement match, a proper send off that a lot of wrestlers kind of hope for. She's not ruling it out, um, but she said she doesn't want to take a chance and get hurt. But again, never as as always in wrestling, never say never. But right now, she just wants to focus on her health, and rightfully so.
0: I loved watching her in NXT UK. I thought she was so fun and so entertaining that when she came across the pond, I was waiting. I was literally saying week after week this whole maximum male model thing. Everyone was wondering is she Maxime Dupree? We mm-hmm. found out no, that's not the case. Uh, she did address the the um, rumors though in this article yeah. with Ring the Bell. Uh, we don't need to get into it, but like. There were clearly people behind her, both in WWE and in, you know, in fandom. Uh, And it just, it sucks when somebody has to bow out without the proper goodbye. And this was one of those times.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, wrestling, that's why they say don't try this at home, especially if concussions, you know, CTE is a real thing. There's a lot, you know, you want to protect your head. It's kind of how you function your nerves. And it's the kind of, what do they call it? It's not the cyborg, but basically the the center of your kind of whole body. So I, I don't blame her for taking care of her health first.
0: Five years ago this month, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, Would come back from a lengthy retirement imposed by his uh, ongoing blows to the head. So the idea that it could come back one day and be, you know, that Jenny could come back one day and be back to form. I think that's that's some good news in her future if she decides to.
1: I I hope she does. But again, yeah, you know, uh, health first for sure.
0: Hundred percent. Unfortunately, this week as we as we start to wrap up, uh, we lost jerry jarrett the father of jeff jarrett uh jarrett was 80 years old he was memphis wrestling's number one promoter he was also at one time the guy who was going to uh book for vince mcmahon had he Mm -hmm. been thrown in jail during the steroid scandal uh talk to me about this i mean the wrestling world reacted with tons of love and support for the jarrett's uh jeff jarrett is going to be wrestling tonight on AEW dynamite as we record he did decide i want to go through Mm -hmm. with this match which you know everyone everyone grieves in their own way so uh talk to me about uh about your choosing to to talk about jerry jarrett obviously pioneer in memphis wrestling
1: Yeah, so obviously, I mean, Jerry Jarrett was, you know, crucial before my era of watching wrestling. But, you know, he unfortunately passed away at the age of 80. You know, he's been one to launch a lot of the territory days in the 70s and 80s, especially around memphis people say that he put memphis wrestling on the map which is really true and obviously he was a co-founder of one of our current day favorite promotions that being impact wrestling i know it was had ties with nwa and obviously then went on to become tna then global force and here we are at impact wrestling he co-founded that uh beside his son jeff jarrett like you mentioned jeff insisted on wrestling tonight on Dynamite and Tony Khan has confirmed that he is. But yeah, it was a lot of sad news and a lot of, you know, a lot of wrestling figures had expressed their condolences for him, including like James Storm. Uh, You know, there was a lot of people too. Frankie Kazarian shared some honky tonk man. You know, a lot of people in the wrestling community shared their unfortunate uh, condolences to Jerry
0: Jarrett everyone seemed to have come out of the woodwork to say to say a lot of really positive things about Jerry who over the years uh, had his effect on on wrestling not only in Memphis but like you said he was a founder of TNA wrestling with Jeff Jarrett as well which you know can't be understated the way that that company survived through the years including up mm-hmm. till now it's uh yeah it godspeed Jerry Jarrett cuz he definitely had an impact on this business no pun intended
1: Yeah, and I mean, even Stone Cold Steve Austin credited Jarrett with helping him build the proper foundation uh, for getting a lot of careers to kind of get off the ground, you know? Um, And I mean, he lived to be 80. Um, You know, he was very crucial, especially in the 70s and 80s with uh, catapulting a lot of people, you know, long before, you know, the WWF days, the, the Monday Night Wars, way before that. So he definitely was one who laid the groundwork for a lot of people.
0: And with that, we've covered at least the run sheet for Wednesday, and I think we got through it. We got to talk about mint chocolate chip because I don't know what I don't know what you're thinking about that. That was as a weird take, of Jay. What is, what's wrong with you? You <laughs> asked. I asked. Yeah. I asked. They, the people wanted to know. They were all That's over true. a food take, and we gave them one. So I guess I guess now you've got to plug your stuff and let people know where they can complain to you about mint chocolate chip. <laughs>
1: Um, you can forward any complaints to my publicist at Joel Pearl. That's J O E L P E A R L at Joel Pearl on Twitter. You can you can forward all complaints to his DMs. Um, thank you very much. But you can follow me on Twitter if Twitter wants to get work today. It's being a little aggravating today. But at it's at it's Ella J. If you go to the link in my bio, all my links to all my podcasts and writing and all of that fun stuff is all there in one convenient place for you.
0: God bless my high quality filter. I'll already plugged my stuff. I'll be in Montreal for the Elimination Chamber PLE. We'll have a lot to talk about when we drop the Saturday show, assuming it comes out Saturday and not, I don't know, <laughs> Sunday. We'll see. We'll figure it out. Till then, ladies, gentlemen, friends, beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers.